Chapter 31 of Your Psychic Powers and How to Develop Them. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Olenka. Your Psychic Powers and How to Develop Them by Harrowood Carrington. Personal Magnetism. We all know the difference between a positive and a negative personality between an individual who is naturally successful and one who is not. The former seems to attract to himself success, happiness and prosperity. The latter seems to repel it. It's not necessary for a naturally positive person to say anything or to perform any action in order to make us feel this power within him. It seems to radiate silently from him as a form of power. Many times, doubtless, we have all stepped into a room an elevator, etc., and immediately felt the strong personality and presence of an individual of this character, possessing much natural magnetism. They may know nothing of this power, perhaps hardly realize that they possess it, although they do, in many cases to a remarkable degree. Properly developed and utilized, this power helped to make the great names in history. We may, all of us, cultivate and develop this power to a great extent by proper practice and the degree to which we can develop it will make us successful accordingly, not only in the material things of this world, but will also enable us to achieve mental and spiritual heights which the ordinary person cannot attain. The inexhaustible supply. We must constantly bear in mind that there is an unlimited supply of cosmic energy and this will develop personal magnetism to the degree to which we can draw upon it. Exercises for doing so have been given in a previous chapter. We must have confidence in ourselves and in our powers, for confidence in self breeds confidence in others, and fear weakens both the brain that plans and the hand that executes. We must use suggestion rightly in our conversation with others, and without appearing to do so, constantly give such suggestions as are likely to take root in the mind, and this must be hammered in by constant repetition. Finally, we must not waste the magnetism we may possess by nervous habits, such as tapping on the floor or table with the fingers, pacing up and down the room, etc. In short, all unnecessary gestures. If we save our energy in this way, it is the same as if we received more of it, and this we can utilize to good account. The physical factor. Personal magnetism depends upon various factors. First of all, sound physical health is essential. Without it, there is little virility, and upon the presence of this vital stamina, success largely depends. Theodore Roosevelt's dominating personality was due largely to his extraordinary physical energy. Large muscles are not necessarily a sign of this. It is the vital constitution which must be strengthened, and in order to accomplish this, the internal organs must be in a healthy condition. Proper exercises devoted to stimulating their function should be taken for a few minutes daily, and in this connection the student would do well to consult one or two good books on physical culture, giving directions of this character. Bending movement of all kinds are especially helpful. Deep breathing exercises, which tend to expand the lungs, chest and diaphragm, are to be recommended. And if you can stimulate the solar plexus and internal organs by deep breathing exercises, this will go a long way towards rousing the vital currents of the body. The inner physical causes for this will be explained more fully in subsequent chapters. The mental factor. Next, the mind must be trained and cultivated in certain directions and channels. Just here, the student would do well to turn back and reread the directions given in Chapter 7, 
Self and Soul Culture, where practical advice on success and its attainment is given. The Practice of Concentration, Chapter 24, would prove very helpful here. Relaxation both of body and mind should follow this. The improvement of memory by various methods would greatly add to the strength of the psychic personality, since it is upon memory that the thread of personality depends. Attention upon any given subject should be cultivated, and you should never allow yourself to perform any action automatically which should be conscious. For instance, if you put an object in the drawer of your desk, make a conscious mental note of this at the time, so that you afterward remember where it is placed, and never allow yourself to place the object there without paying particular attention to it. Many people do this, and it is indicative of a weak power of attention and a scattered mind. The degree to which you can overcome this indicates concentration, and hence power. Nothing gives power and strength to the mind so much as continued exercise and concentration. The Spiritual Factor Spiritual development will also assist in the cultivation of personal magnetism by drawing to your aid certain spiritual energies which recharge you, that is, charge your body in much the same way that an electric motor is charged by external energy. This power you draw by placing yourself in a certain receptive condition which invites its influx. All negative thoughts tend to erect a wall between yourself and helpful external guidance, and on the other hand, an affirmative and positive attitude will have the effect of attracting or drawing to you this additional power. Thoughts and emotions also have this effect. If you will carefully analyze your own inner sensations while thinking certain thoughts or experiencing certain emotions, you will find that selfish, self-centered impulses tend to contract you mentally and physically. You feel yourself tightening up all over, as it were, and this internal action shuts off all outside aid and influence. On the other hand, if you think thoughts of friendship, love, etc., you will find your beings tends to expand, and it is this feeling which opens the gates of your soul to an influx of higher power. How to influence others. Personal magnetism is practically useful in the affairs of this life. If you wish to achieve a certain object, you will far more likely to do so if you have a good magnetic personality than otherwise. The following simple rules, if followed, will probably greatly assist you in the development of personal magnetism. 1. Just before entering into the presence of the person whom you are about to interview, call up that person's image before your mind and assume toward it a positive mental attitude. If you do this, you will carry over and maintain this attitude towards that person when you meet him. If you assume at the outset 60 or 75% of the mental dominance or initiative, you, figuratively speaking, only leave the other person 40 or 25% of the ground lying between you which he can possibly occupy. Your business is to assume, at the outset, as large a percentage of the positive relationship as possible, and by doing so you force the other person to assume the minor quantity. The use of the eyes, too. When in the presence of the person whom you are to interview, look him squarely in the eyes and hold his gaze and attention until you have won your first point. If possible, do not allow his attention or his eyes to wander from you until you have thoroughly ensured his interest and sympathetic cooperation. It is important to catch the eye at the moment you are making a particular point, so as to drive it home, as it were. You cannot stare a person in the eye all the while you are talking to him, and you should look away part of the time, when you are discussing unimportant points or leading up to the climax. 
Many salesmen utilize this principle in making a sale. They will draw attention to a book or an illustration at which they ask you to look and talk about it for a moment. Then close the book and make a short, quick remark which will draw your attention to his face and eyes spontaneously. At the moment when he has gained your full attention and you are in a condition to receive any statement he will make to you, he will come to the climax of his argument and perhaps ask you to sign a certain paper which you may be prevailed upon to do under the influence of his personality. How to develop the magnetic gaze. The eyes, therefore, play an important part in the cultivation of personal magnetism, and you should cultivate and strengthen them by certain exercises which will certainly develop them. For example, practice gazing steadily at an object for several seconds without allowing the gaze or the attention to wander and without blinking the eyes. At first you will probably be able to do so for only a short time, but this will gradually be extended as you cultivate the power. Next, practice gazing at a fairly bright object and continue this until you can look at it for several minutes at a time without becoming affected. When you look into the eyes of another person, do not look blankly, but will at the same time and throw the whole force of your personality into your gaze, feeling that you will influence that person to do as you wish. Naturally, practices of this character can be, and in fact are, utilized by many persons for evil as well as for good purposes. Those who are endeavoring to cultivate the higher side of their nature, however, will fully realize the necessity of utilizing any added powers they may gain for good purposes only. Passes and Suggestions 3. Downward passes, as before explained, are sleep passes, and a few of these will add emphasis to your speech and impress the person to whom you are talking. Do not gesticulate over much, however, as this will detract rather than add to what you have to say. A few passes at the proper moments will prove of great value. 4. Do not speak hurriedly, for if you do you will give the impression that you are in a hurry, and your hearer will unconsciously grow impatient. On the other hand, do not drawl your words, but speak naturally with a clear, forceful enunciation. The more reposeful and calm you appear, the more receptive your listener will be to hear what you have to say. At the same time, you must be businesslike and precise. How to prevent the influence of others. If you wish to offset the influence of someone who is speaking to you and prevent yourself from being influenced by him, you should see to it that you do not allow him to catch your eye at the psychological climax of the conversation, but studiously look away at that time and carefully think over and analyze what he's saying to you without allowing yourself to be swayed by his manner or words. Look at him in the intervals between these climaxes when he will probably be looking away from you. Hold your mind in a positive attitude and never allow yourself to be hurried into anything. The ability to say no and stick to it, when occasion demands, has been declared one of the greatest essentials to success by many men who have attained great eminence. As Abraham Lincoln once remarked, be sure you are right and then go ahead. A clear mind and inner mental repose will greatly add to your power in these directions. Helpful application. These exercises in the development of personal magnetism will be found especially helpful to all psychics for the reason that they tend to offset and counterbalance to a great extent the subjective practices of mediumship 
and hence balance up the personality by accentuating the objective as well as the subjective side of one's inner self. All those who are developing psychic powers and mediumship should, therefore, while leading their daily lives, endeavour to follow the principles herein laid down and develop their own natures along these lines. They will find that it will prove very helpful to them and preserve that just balance we term health. End of chapter 31